This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from beautiful Burbank, California, this is the Knapsack Files, a special edition, episode 201. Thanks for everyone uh, and to everyone that helped me celebrate 200 episodes of the Knapsack Files proper. There's been more episodes on this feed, but for this show, the Knapsack Files, uh, this has uh, been a fun journey. And thank you so much for out there for listening, supporting, calling in with messages. It was a lot of fun. Uh, every once in a while, it's nice to put aside the self-loathing and just go, hey, We've been doing some stuff. And speaking of doing some stuff, that's kind of the theme of today's special edition of the Knapsack Files. We're going to bring back a returning guest and then a new guest into the community to talk about their new short film, Kick. Uh, Here's what this is about. Expecting single mom Paige just wants to get some sleep, but she tries to tell the neighbors to keep some music, uh, keep the music down. Paige learns that some things are scarier than becoming a parent. That's what the uh, short film Kick is about. An official trailer is out, and we have uh, the two of the folks behind it. Please welcome to the show Alex Backus and Sarah Umini. Welcome to the Nepsock Files, friends. Hey, buddy. Good to have Hello. us. I always get so enamored by your radio intros. It's pretty impressive, I gotta say. <laughs> get My, so enamored. Yeah, yeah I loved that. Alex, <laughs> you, know, you know, we don't live too far from each other. If you want me just to whisper in your bedroom window, come to bed. I always feel like I'm at the beginning of a 90s comedy. Yes. When you, when you start your episode, it's like, oh, I'm about to meet the main character that's going to go on a wacky adventure. It's so wacky. Oh, man. Thanks for coming back, Alex. A lot of uh, Lamptech Files listeners know you and Steve Ellis and Cisco, uh, my mortal enemy who's really not, and my sweetest, uh, a sweet soul in the world. I don't know when it started, but Black Series Rebels, BSR is where a lot of people know you, Alex. And so let's just start there. Uh, you guys are doing some quarantine episodes, you're about to do a big switch. Uh, you did kind of make a switch from from just talking Star Wars to, to other things. Uh, how, how's it going, man? How you, How's the fight? You know, it's funny because, like, I don't think I could have picked a better time to not just talk about Star Wars, but also <laughs> anything pop culture related because there's not much to talk about because we're just in quarantine. So when your yeah. entire content is fueled by things happening in pop culture, it's uh, tough to find stuff to talk about. So we've been having fun. I mean, I think they're more in mm-hmm. a weird way, like catch up therapy sessions currently in quarantine, just cause we haven't, I mean, it's weird for me to not see Steve mm-hmm. at least once or twice a week and the same with Cisco. So it's more about us kind of catching up and having fun, but you know, we're, we're, we're doing everything we can. My lovely wife, mm-hmm. Sarah gives me from what Tuesday, Tuesday at like nine o'clock until like one in the morning to, mm-hmm. you know, that's when TV shows are on headphones and Alex records his weird pop Those culture Those are my podcast. favorite nights of the week. Yeah, it really TV is. to myself. <laughs> um, but I, I've been liking the episodes because I feel like they're all sort of uh, built in nostalgia, which I think a lot of people really 
are mm. needing right now. So you were doing a lot of like 80s movies and 90s movies. And uh, I feel like that sort of nostalgia is, is uh, a little a lot of people are seeking right now. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to talk about current stuff. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. Comfort in that for sure. Yeah. For sure. And it's weird. Like, you know, and this will probably be a theme and what we'll talk about here, but like we never do anything to like, please anybody but ourselves we just really make the show because it's something yeah. fun that we would be into and we make it because it's for us and you know anyone else who's into it can come along for that ride but really when especially when you're being creative in your own space uh mm. we really do try to just focus on what makes us happy and if that four hours of talking about which is better a super soaker 50 or a super soaker 100 makes us happy then that's the kind of shit we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna I- talk about as a former owner of a Super Soaker 100, I real partial to that, but it was <laughs> it, it was hard. It, it barely fit in my 1981 Ford Fairmont. Uh, <laughs> That's your problem, dude. It's too big, man. A 50 is more efficient. You can yeah. you can have that thing. What's filled. the difference between a 50 and 100? Just the size. Just the Power. size. respect and it really is it's a, it's a it's like it's like the 90s equivalent of like do you drive a really nice sports car or do you have something ah. very practical oh, the wow. super soaker 50 is a practical yeah. squirt gun it, but but also like when you're a scrawny kid in the suburbs like mm-hmm. me and you have a super mm-hmm. soaker 50 you just it fits right you know yeah it's the thing the the hundred has some straps. It has like two canisters. And when I was a senior in high school, around that time, my friends and I on Friday nights, because we were so cool and mostly virgins, we would go out to a local junior high at night and have water gun fights, mm-hmm. super soaker battles. Dude, I don't know same. how we didn't get arrested. Um, but I had this. I had the one hundred. Then I had a little pistol as a holdout weapon. Should I get captured by the enemy? It was a. <laughs> amazing that's amazing it's that kind of stuff and 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 alex i got to know you and steve and cisco through that through doing the show but it's interesting in in this modern age where we we you know can have these kind of shows talk about the nostalgia that sarah mentioned and just kind of put our personalities out there we also can kind of forget maybe even ourselves or lose touch with the fact that uh, we may have moved here to be creators of a different sort or, uh, you know, get involved in other kind of projects and other things. And, and you, mm-hmm. you would come on to talk about your comic before, uh, Alex, and now we got this short film. So both of you are, are those things, those slashes, the actors, the writers. Yes. Uh, Sarah, slashes. you, yeah. you yourself, uh, not just uh, as a performer, but as a writer involved with the Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're kicking ass too, Creighton, as well, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's funny. Um, I It's exactly what you said, um, being a multi-hyphenate, but I didn't know that sort of going in. Um, I came out here to be an actor and I've, you know, been able to be really lucky and do a lot of great things. But um, just out of necessity for the sort of lack of uh, female minority roles, my mm-hmm. uh, writing partner and I, who I met in an acting class, um, actually, um, we started really talking about... Um, what kind of shows we wanted to see and, Mm. you know, uh, just how limiting the roles were. This was back in 2016. So to give you some perspective, like the kinds of stuff that I was going out for at the time, um, because I am half Middle Eastern was like all related to ISIS. Like there was nothing that was not related to ISIS. And I don't know if you ever, well, you know, we've, we've never met, but I'm like five, two, like crazy. Like there's just like no world in which me, like I would (laughs) belong in that sort of world. So, you know, um, 
Yeah. Uh, out of that, that so out of that, it was sort of born, you know, us writing together, and and so um, we've been writing for four years, and the last thing has been, yeah, the Twilight Zone season two, which has been really amazing. That's great. That's uh, and, and yeah, talk about uh, just pushing and 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 growing and evolving your skills out of necessity. That's where it begins. But then it, clearly, you had a passion and pension for it um, with some of the success you've had. And and uh, kudos to to you. And then we got Schlub Alex over here. <laughs> Definitely a schlub. Definitely a schlub compared to this one. Uh, and Alex, part of you know, I see you tweet this stuff out. We're pals. We're friends. Um, I've grown to. Really love and respect you, Steve, and, and, and Cisco beyond just, you know, when I you know, first appeared on the show to talk Star Wars. Uh, I, I really respect your guys' approach. You are a creator. You are a director. You are a producer. You are that. And it can be easy to just even put yourself in the bucket of I, I talk about, um, you know, Star Wars, which I do and I love and you do and you love. But like, well, sometimes we do. But um, <laughs> it, it's easy to fall into that bucket and not climb out. Right. Well, I mean, I think for me, uh Everything I do serves, I mean, I just talked about it with the nostalgia stuff. I really try, and Sarah is constantly checking me to make sure that I'm living by this motto, which is when I do stuff, I do it because I love it and I love being creative. And if that means talking about Star Wars on a podcast, then it means talking about Star Wars on a podcast. If it means making a comic or a short film, it's doing those things. It's always finding that thing to sort of like water the creative plant and, you know, I think after about two years of talking about Star Wars on a podcast, I, I realized what it was serving was I needed sort of like a structure. I needed to feel like I was no matter what during the week I was making something and creating something. And right. as I sort of rebuilt that tool, if we talked a lot about this, like I had had the show on Disney that had gone, it didn't, didn't go. And I ended up having sort of like a rough creative year or so I kind of use the podcast to sort of re-nurture that. So for the last year, it's mm. also been a lot of like, you know, Sarah will be the first one to tell you like any, any good creative has some level of imposter syndrome. So mm -hmm. like, it's been very hard for me just to even say the phrase, like I'm a writer director out loud. That's like a very hard phrase for me to say. It was the same problem with acting, but to be honest with you over the last year, it's become a lot easier to sort of, and a lot of that is due to the podcast of mm -hmm. just like being able to say like, what do you do? Oh, well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an artist. I'm, I have a podcast. I'm a writer. I'm a director. And just sort of like continuing to be consistent mm -hmm. sort of, teaches you to own up to the fact that you're a creative and what you do from any given day is enough. Like mm -hmm. Sarah will be the first to tell you when I started doing the podcast, it was very like, uh, I don't really know what this thing is that we're doing. And then all of a sudden we started selling these pins and she's like, what are you doing? As I'm like leaving my office with a bag of 300 orders. I'm like, I'm selling, I'm shipping these pins that people are buying. And mm -hmm. she kind of was the one to say, why don't you keep you have an audience here. Why don't you keep nourishing that and see what happens? And a lot of the great stuff that happens just is from taking a creative risk. Like I'll, you know, I'll shine a light on Sarah for a second. Like Twilight Zone is a product of her and Emily doing their own thing. They decided to make their own thing. And that led to representation, which led to meetings, which led to you two are super fucking talented. Do you want to write for, the iconic television show, the twilight zone. It wasn't like they woke up and said, we're going to write for the twilight zone today. They woke up and said, we're going to be creative. And then twilight zone mm -hmm. called because that's infectious. That type mm -hmm. of 
mentalities. In fact, I don't want to speak for her, but that's what I've noticed. No, but I think um, to Alex's point, I think um, this maybe was not the case 10, even five years ago uh, mm. of being sort of this multi-hyphenate. It was sort of, you know, jack of all trades, master of none. Mm. But I feel like more and more so you, there is the freedom in doing more than one thing and not being confined to just being writer or actor. Mm. It's like he, Alex has a podcast. He makes a comic. He writes, he directs things and you know i write and i act and i produce and it's 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 just fun to be creative above all yeah sir let, let, I, this this is great and and uh, again talking about where it, it came from where it started for you that this necessity mm-hmm. need of, of changing um the narrative changing right. the role making mm-hmm. sure you're not only cast in uh you know where john krasinski's looking for information yeah for, yeah yeah the, the 24 it was so yeah. much 24 auditions it really God. was a lot. <laughs> like i'm not even exaggerating Dude, you had like 24 24 i did auditions. have so many 24 <laughs> auditions it was awful yeah. <laughs> to change that narrative for you um how did you deal with this is Alex says this imposter syndrome where, where at what point were you like no I'm comfortable in pursuing this little inkling of of a desire and a dream and a need to take my career uh, in this way what, did you have well, a moment where you're like it's real um I don't know um there's just been little pockets of moments here and there um I will say that I owe a lot of credit to my writing partner Emily who is uh you know we're we're so good at holding each other accountable and and when one sort of feeling the imposter syndrome the other one's there to sort of you know pick them up and and be like no we're awesome we're good we're on the right track um and uh I don't know I, I would say the most surreal moment was was just honestly being in Vancouver and watching uh so our two episodes are called Meet in the Middle with starring Jimmy Simpson and Gillian Jacobs which was the uh season 2 premiere and then Ovation starring uh Journey Smollett Bell um uh Thomas Tom Lennon yeah <laughs> Paul F Tompkins um yeah but we were right. in Vancouver for the for the Jimmy episode and I think just coming into it as actresses and um, watching other actors perform, like, you know, read our lines and act our, like, you know, say our words and like Jimmy coming up to us afterwards. And I, I, you know, I hope I'm not saying something that isn't public knowledge, but, but, you know, he came up to us and he was like, listen, I turned down being the villain in a Liam Neeson movie when I read your script. And that was so monumental for us. Um, Just that, I think that was the most validating moment in, you know, because as actors, you can only hope to get a script that is good and that makes you so excited to work on it. So the fact that we were able to, to do that for, um, Jimmy and have him, you know, validate us in that way. I think that was sort of the moment where we were like, okay. And also monkey paw and CBS were fantastic and and so kind and let they, we had written roles for ourselves in hopes that they would, you know, mm-hmm. let us and, and they did. And so we got to act and write in the premiere. So it was doubly uh, validating in that sense. That's all. the only time I've experienced uh, someone saying the words I've wrote is I slipped Alex and Steve my order on a drive through. And when Alex read it, I was like, I, I arrived. Yeah, <laughs> I arrived. That was, uh, Ken, that was, it's, that's pretty close to writing an episode of Twilight I know, I gotta say, yeah, pretty on I'm, par. That's I, I turned down a role in a Leeson, Liam Neeson movie to place your order at Red Robin. Hey. Oh, <laughs> I, I can say this, but her episodes yeah. are fucking amazing and you should watch them. She won't say that, but I will. They're awesome. They're so good. 
No, that's I I I I I mean, in a way I'm glad I want I want Sarah to recognize how, how talented and great she is, but I also like it when someone's like, you know, I just did a thing and someone else goes, They're awesome. That's a good yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, totally. totally. <laughs> Speaking of doing things, you guys uh, co wrote this uh uh short film coming out uh with uh uh, Patty Doheny, am I looking at? I'm looking at yes, the press. Yes. I want to make sure. Uh, you also, Alex, co-directed it, right? Uh, with Tanner. I was promised I was going to say this one. It's Boyajian. Close, Boyajian. 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 But it's, honestly, dude, I'm, let's call him Tanner Boy, Boyajian. Like we, can't, he's not here, and I know he'll listen to this. So let's just butcher his name the whole time, and he'll laugh uh, about this in his office as a uh, as a knapsack for life. Uh, I understand. Yeah. Uh, Alex and Tanner, there you go, our co-directors. Uh, tell 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 me how this came about. Um, a little bit about the story without giving too much away. Um, it has, uh, you know, I get scared easily, Sarah. I don't know if Alex has told you that. I'm not a mm, huge horror like thriller person. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. Can't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my uh, girlfriend, Grace, she just, she wants to ghost hunt, which I kind of do too, but she, she wants to, she's horror all the way. And I oh, sit wow. on the couch going, can we watch, uh, uh, Fred Willard sketches again? <laughs> <laughs> can we watch oh, yeah. show one more time? Oh yeah. I had just watched, uh, last year, the shining for the first time. And oh. then I was going around telling everybody I knew, have you seen this movie? The shining? It's <laughs> incredible and people were like yeah i've seen that movie it's very old <laughs> same with it remember i saw it and yeah. i was like have you seen it i was like i haven't seen all these movies because i was i've been so terrified to see anything yeah i'm uh, not a big i'm not a big horror guy either you know it's, uh kick is a uh, kick the kick is also weird i don't even know yeah. that i would say kick is necessarily horror it's not right straight horror, it's no. definitely not straight horror it's definitely not straight thriller but it's also not straight comedy mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. kind of an exercise in sort of like tricking like it's kind of subverting the expectation of what you think would happen next mm-hmm. it really mm-hmm. is like a weird kind of like so much happens in 15 minutes that like when we were first init- so the, the idea is based off of uh tanner had us a, a an experience where his neighbors were being really loud and his wife was at home. She was just trying to get some sleep. She was pregnant. And he's like, my wife just needs to get some sleep. I'm going to go tell these, my neighbors just to keep it down. And I don't, all I know is that like some weird stuff was happening and he kind of laughed it off and was like, okay, I probably should just mind my own business and we should suck it up. And Tanner called me and said, Hey, I got this idea for a movie I had my buddy Patty take a first, you know, stab Mm. at the draft. And, you know, the truth is like all of this stuff, if you're going to create your own thing and invest your own money and make your own time, you really have to make sure that the foundation you have is really strong. So for what, like seven months, Tanner and I worked on, uh, with Patty on drafts and we could not get it to crack. We just were like, this isn't working. Something's not right here. And then Sarah and I were on our honeymoon mm. and we got a, a a note from a friend just who read it and said, you know, it would be really cool. What if instead of the guy going over, which is what happened in real life, why doesn't the mm. pregnant wife go over and tell the neighbors to keep it down? And as soon as we got that note, I looked at Sarah and I said, I think somebody 
figured it out. Our buddy Sam had this note Mm -hmm. and Sarah had thought it too, but didn't want to say anything because she didn't want to feel like she was, you know, hovering too much over our Mm -hmm. project. Mm -hmm. And as soon as we heard that, I went, that's it. Mm. And then Sarah and I took it, took what Patty had worked on. And the two of us sort of like hammered away at an idea where we changed the lead from the husband to the pregnant wife. And really from there, Sarah refined it to give it the proper voice. Like I have Mm -hmm. no business writing a pregnant woman (laughs) in her thirties perfectly. So it's always good to bring in people that have a closer perspective and a closer Mm -hmm. understanding. And Sarah just knocked it out of the park. And Mm -hmm. once we felt like we had a really good script, then Tanner and I dived in and we knew Sarah, we knew instantly that she would play the, the lead character just because Mm -hmm that's the way this shit works. We wanted to also have her in it. And also she's the most talented actress I know. <laughs> I'm not saying that in like a, you know, a, a schmoozy husband kind of way. It's just, it's true. Like she's incredibly talented and we, uh, we shot it over what five days, five night shoots, something like that. Three, 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 three nights. night shoots, two yeah. prep days. So five total days. And mm-hmm. it was, uh, it was fucking wild. It's such a weird, strange movie Mm. and i hope people like it so it's one of those things where again i have to keep telling myself we do it because we liked doing it not because it really matters if anyone sees it or what is the result of making it but i can let sarah speak a little bit you know to it yeah well and and put a pin in that uh will people like it thing uh and and by the way you are just a schmoozy personality (laughs) (laughs) isn't he though yeah Yeah, he's got the biggest eye roll from me by the way you can't (laughs) see that but sarah i want to talk to you uh as an actor as as Mm -hmm. a performer uh on a high level what what do you love about being on set what ignites you about that creative process yeah, I, I just really love the collaboration process so much. Um, and I think that when you're working with people at, at such high levels, like we were, um, who were everyone I just respect so much, like uh, Sam Shimizu Jones, the cinematographer, and and so many great people that we had that are just, I feel like, at the top of their game. It's just such a fun, collaborative experience when everyone's just got stuff they're adding and everyone's really excited and passionate. Oh, what if we try this? And what if we do this? And mm-hmm. And it ends up just being like, it isn't, you know, it just doesn't end up feeling like work. It ends up, you know, being really fun. And, um, Mm. it was really exciting for me. I mean, I had read a bunch of drafts, you know, just, uh, going back to the writing process, I had Mm -hmm. read a bunch of drafts. Um, and once they had sort of tapped into, you know, what if it's, uh, from the woman's perspective and they handed the script over to me, I was really excited to kind of flip that narrative. And I spoke to Tanner's wife, who was sort of the inspiration for this, Ella, And, um, I emailed and called all of my friends who have had kids and it was just, what were your fears and anxieties of Mm. expecting your first, just from a writer's perspective, but also from the actor's perspective, because that's not my, you know, it's, I don't have that experience. So, you know, well, what are your fears? What are your anxieties, your concerns, you know, sort of judgments that you have faced, you know, and, um, any sort of like desires to prove people wrong in face of that judgment. And, and everyone to me was just all the first time mothers just wanted to get motherhood perfect. Mm. And that was so interesting to me. It was just like this mom. And especially cause the, I, I hope I'm not um, saying anything, but, uh, Oh no, it's in the log line that she's a uh, single is a single mm. expecting mm-hmm. mom. And just so the added judgments of that, the added, mm. um, desire to want to get it perfect, you know, um, right. despite what everyone thinks. And so, um, 
that was kind of uh, a blessing in that sense of being able to write it, but also uh, act it. And the, I, th- I would say the hard thing for me was, the, you know, kind of what we were saying earlier is that we didn't quite tonally, we're trying to figure that out. Is it horror? Mm-hmm. Is it thriller? Is it comedy? You know, and uh, for me as an actor, I was like, how do I play this? Am I playing this like it's a comedy? Am I playing this like it's a horror? Do Am I in on the joke? Am I not in mm-hmm. on the joke? And we had a lot of conversations, Alex, Tanner, and I about that. And uh, it's kind of what um, Alex said earlier, just I feel like the best horrors, the best thrillers, the best comedies are really good at subverting your expectations of what coming, what's coming next. So as long as I were, was able to play it really real and grounded amongst all the insanity happening, um, which I think we were able to find that. Uh, really well those three nights and these were the wrong brutal nights it was like brutal to make this 12 to 14 hour shoots uh that wrapped like at 6 a.m i remember i had an audition um for hawaii 50 the very next morning monday monday morning no tuesday morning because it was a three-day holiday so we shot saturday night uh Sunday night and Monday night, right? And then Tuesday morning I had an audition and I was exhausted and I had Alex take me to my audition because I couldn't drive. And then I got it, which was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's um the the movie itself is it's really hard to talk about it without saying what happens because it really is like if you watch the trailer, the whole trailer, people go, what the fuck's going on in this movie? Cause you just have no, what actually is going on is crazy when yeah. it, but what, what I think Sarah is hinting at in a really great way is that all the best comedy, all the best horror, like they have something else to say yeah. rather than what's going on in them. Mm-hmm. Like it really is like the movie is about Paige and it's about the fears of becoming a mother all the other stuff that happens around that is all serving that central purpose and that central theme. And Sarah, one thing, I mean, I just want to circle back to something Sarah said that was so great. We were asking a lot of, you know, friends that have newly have kids and sort of just like, Hey, would you do this or would you do that? And the crazy thing was so many different answers, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. was really fascinating. It what it like someone what we asked, do you ever talk to your, when you were pregnant, did you ever talk to your unborn baby? No, that's fucking weird. I would never do that. Other one. <laughs> oh yeah. I would narrate my entire dinner cooking process. Mm-hmm. So that was, we would get these drastic swings, which also kind of makes it fun because you get so caught up on making the right choice. There were a lot of chances we got to make the fun choice. Like mm-hmm. what would be the fun thing for her to do right here? Is it like have this really long, sad conversation with the baby or is it just like, can we do it in just a look? So there was a lot of really fun challenges to sort of like figure out. It just, the story got mm. infinitely more interesting once we changed it to Paige rather yeah. than mm-hmm. the the husband going over. Because obviously that's the, that's the first, because that's what happened in real life. We thought, yeah. oh, that's interesting. We'll do that. And it just wasn't interesting. We're like, why isn't this interesting? This is such a wild fucking story. And then that's once we were able to figure that out, it all just yeah. kind of, melted over the skeleton and we kind of got something really funky and weird. Uh, She won't say this, but her, I mean, a lot of finding the tone was just in how committed she was on the day. Like the fact that we were able to do Mm. a take that was incredibly serious and heartfelt. And then Mm. I would say like, okay, cool. Now do the funny one. And she'd be like, what? Like, what are you talking about? And then she would do it and go, Oh, that's weird. This is a funny part. Like we would find mm-hmm. it there. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, this is a funny part. Oh, this is a sincere part. Oh, mm-hmm. this is a scary part. So we were kind of finding it as we, and we also did something that's not very common is we tried to shoot as much of it as we could 
in narrative order. So the move we tr- and that's a very rare thing. Very rarely are you like, okay, we're gonna shoot this scene, then the lead up, then the next scene. It's always usually kind of like all out of order and mishmash. But we did our best to try and do it mm. as sequentially as possible because we knew how fucking wacky the story was. And if it got too far away, be like, wait, what's going on right now? What had just happened? How am I feeling? So we really tried to, you know, we'll see. I hope people, you know, get a chance to see it. We literally just now kicked out the final export. So like the movie itself is fully done. It exists on websites for submitting to festivals. And, you know, because of the COVID world we're in, we'll see if uh, festivals are even happening next year, but I'm hoping people get to see it soon because i'm super proud of it i hope everyone gets to see it it's fun well let's let's kind of go to that point as, as we look to wrap up here you you guys uh you both have have experience uh and then tanner i'm throwing there as well uh, probably putting stuff out there and 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 seeing you know what what people think of it and that's that is truly the hardest thing and and, and i think we can say those those things about i'm going to put my head down and do what makes me laugh and everything but if if you know it's out there because then, you know, Alex, there's, there's cats like you and me on podcasts going that third act of that space movie didn't yeah. hit its mark. And, and, uh-huh. and I, I do love film criticism. I think it's an art and I think it's part of, part of uh, the landscape, but you both have, you put this out, but you both have experience. I mean, Sarah, I'll start with you. Twilight zone. That that's a, that's, that's a big IP. That's a thing that my yeah. grandmother knows. You know? Right. Right. <laughs> How does it feel as an artist? Uh, that's one of the final things of getting it out there. And then you, then you have to deal with that. Oh <laughs> yeah. Mystery, right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, it, it <laughs> the first thing I think when it dropped, Emily texted me and she said, don't read reviews. <laughs> she kind of preemptively was like, promise me we won't read reviews and fall down that rabbit hole. Of course yeah. that's nearly impossible. Um, yeah. but, uh, you know, mm. some people are going to like it. Some people aren't going to like it. And that's just the way it is. And, and um, we had a lot of people who really, really loved it. And so we tried to hold on to that as much as possible and kind of, you know, sweep under the rug the people that didn't like it so much. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think that uh, her, uh, her and I got to watch it together. We, we did like a little uh, screening in the backyard, six feet apart and, yeah. um, you know, uh, COVID friendly. And her and I got to watch it and just kind of look at each other through our masks and say like, I'm yeah. proud of you. I'm proud of you. And, uh, kind of hold that space for ourselves. So, Hey, you left it the best part. I rented a red carpet and put it in the He backyard. did. He, oh, he rented a red <laughs> carpet from party city. <laughs> I had no idea what was happening, but, um, you know, in regards to, yeah, criticism, you know, um, nothing will take away from, you know, that moment in Vancouver for me, likewise mm. with this, nothing will take away, um, being directed by Alex, who, by the way, uh, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll see you. You got to schmooze. I'll schmooze, even though I fucking hate it. But I will say with, with complete honesty, um, I've never seen, uh, my husband mourn his element than when he's directing. Mm. And he directed an episode of our web series back in 2017. Um, which was the thing that he was talking about earlier, the thing that we just made for ourselves. And, uh, that was kind of the first moment where I was like, Whoa, I think Mm. this is, this might be his thing. Uh, Mm. I don't think it's acting. I think that this might be his thing. And so being able to be on set with him for three days and really see him in what I feel really is his element, uh, was really gratifying Mm. for me. I mean, I hope that, yeah. Yeah, I've seen him in I've seen him in a Red Robin bar, and that's an element that he. Yeah, likes. oh yeah, oh, he, he's oh, and yeah, he's in that element too. <laughs> she said 
directing is one of my elements. Everyone knows my, <laughs> my best element is chain restaurants. Oh yeah. That's without question. My, my, that's a good element. I'm good in corner stores. He's not, I mean, this isn't a joke. Like this is true. No. Yeah. yeah. Chain She's, restaurants. She knows. Sadly. Like, oh, that is okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Sarah, it's okay. I'm I'm there in his life for that reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll be at a Chili's too at an airport bar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think when it comes to people seeing stuff, I think you know, obviously, Sarah totally understands with with her web series and with Twilight Zone and with Kick to to a very large extent. Like you, you're in this incubator of working on something, and then mm. once it's done, there's really only one other step, which is like have people partake in the creative thing that you've done. That's really all there is left to do. So, you know, I'll have my, you know, my moment where I submit this to festivals over the next couple months and wait impatiently to get either, you know, accepted or rejected. And I have to do my best to sort of remember that Mm -hmm. it doesn't fucking matter what that answer is. You still made something and it's, it's pretty fucking wild and cool. And all you only made it so that you can, make something else like you just want to continue to make and create stuff. And I, Sarah's going to be like, what the fuck did he just say? But Ken will know. It's like, we don't get mad. We get rad, right? It's like getting mad and frustrated about results and uh, what people think of your work is not as valuable as getting motivated to make the next thing. And that's very, very much easier said than done, but it really is all about just like, trying to be the best version of your creative self. And I'm grateful that Sarah was there to be on kick and help push me towards that direction because, you know, I think we made something pretty cool together. That's awesome. That was, that was well said. That was better than a Chili's menu. Hey, <laughs> hey. Not many things are better than Chili's menu. Gotta hey, say. hey, I like, I like this. Love this woman. It's uh, great. No, you guys are awesome. And this is, uh, it's great to, uh, great to see people just uh, rolling up their sleeves, getting in there, chasing dreams. And that is a lot easier said than done. And here you are doing it in a lot of different ways. So Alex and Sarah, thank you for coming on the Knapsack Files. Tell them where they can find Kick. I know we're not sure on release dates yet. Festivals are the focus. Uh, uh, Alex, uh, Sarah, what, what, where can we look to find this, if at all? I think probably the best way for kick stuff is probably either of our social medias. We would post about it if it's screening somewhere. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at our uh, insider information where we use a website called Film Freeway. So you basically build out a profile, like a social media profile for your short film, and you submit. Mm -hmm. So we're currently waiting on responses from 13 festivals that we have submitted to. So this, this will grow, uh, anywhere from London to Atlanta to Chicago. So it could be screening in a lot of random places. Uh, usually those festivals don't like it too much if you post it online before it's screened there. So, uh, in terms of being able to watch it, it'll, it'll probably be a bit, but we'll be releasing like trailers and clips. You can watch the trailer right now on my social media. That's at Alex underscore Bacchus on Twitter or Alex Bacchus on Instagram. Uh, you can look kick official trailer on YouTube. You can find it there, but in terms of watching the movie, you know, we'll just have to call, call your local film festival and be like, Hey man, I want to fucking see kick man. Really let them have it. There you go. (laughs) That's a good plan. Uh, thank you both for coming on that. Uh, you can follow both of them. As uh, Alex said, uh, we're here. You're, you're Alex underscore Bacchus. Yep. And then Sarah, you are Sarah um, Meany underscore. I am. Yes. Yes. Sarah Meany underscore. And Sarah Amini. 
That's on my Instagram, favorite. Instagram, yes. Like Megan uh, Stallion. <laughs> yes, where you could see Alex pointing at a lot of Chili's appetizers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you both so much thank for you. coming in thank and you, sharing Karen. your creative story, your journey uh, more soon. Hey, stick around here. The Knapsack Files quick break. We'll reset and close out this special edition uh, with me reading off the normal stuff I do at the end. You get it. Got it. Good. All right. Stick around. Hey y'all, what's going on? This is Kojak. I create music that can be found both on YouTube and SoundCloud, and now I'm a recent streamer on Twitch. So if you're looking for some chill instrumentals, check me out on YouTube and SoundCloud under KOJQ. And for some laughs, you can check my Twitch page under KO underscore JQ. Everyone, please be safe, and thank you. Hey everyone, my name's Tommy Terry Green and I wanted to let you know about a podcast I produce called On The Ward. Each episode in this six-part miniseries goes behind the scenes of a secure forensic psychiatric hospital featuring interviews with the staff that work there every day and most importantly, with the patients who are currently under section, which means they are legally detained for the safety of themselves and others. You can find all six episodes of season one on Apple Podcasts and Spotify right now. Just search On The Ward. It's time, baseball fans. The new podcast feed, Box Score Heroes, has arrived. This is the new home of the show Behind the Bag with Kat Napsok and Tom Dagnino and is also the place to find shows like The Legends of the Wax Packs, the only baseball power rankings you need, and My Favorite Baseball, a nostalgic look back at the game we all love, and more. Find the podcast feed on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are found. Box Score Heroes is your podcast home for everyone with a a passion for all things baseball. And we're back here in the Napsack Files quick outro on episode 201 of the main show. Special thanks, big thanks to Alex and Sarah coming in, talking about their short film Kick. Look for it. Festivals. Go watch BSR. Steve, Alex, and Cisco. Do amazing work. Track down Twilight Zone on that uh, CBS All Access. Watch Sarah's work there. Support cool people. Support people doing things. And you know what? All you out there already do. It's one of the things I love so much. Coming back to the Knapsack Files every week. Y'all have sprung up around this show and made it just a supportive community. And I can't thank you enough. And thank you again for making episode 200 special episode as well. I look back through all of your eyes and it was a lot of fun. We're almost out of here. Like I said, a little special edition of the Knapsack Files today. I do want to thank everyone who supports me on Patreon at patreon.com slash catnapsack and especially my executive producers, Thomas Risling, Lethal Logan Expedore, Matt Thompson, Tamor, Nathan Opendale, he's a first-rate Nate, Zach Anderson, he's a first-rate Zach. Hey, there you go. Ty Schallenberger, Chad Benefield, Tommy Terry, Green over in the UK, Jonas Berger, and Andrew Siner, Old Handsaw, Zach Taylor, and Ranger Donald. Going long. 
Thank you all for investing in me, and hopefully I can continue investing in you. One of the ways we do it is with a show called Five Extra Minutes each week. Tier 2 and above get access to that show. And now uh, what I've been doing, I've been pulling in uh, pillars of the community. And this week, uh, Christy McGee, one of our Patreon supporters, we, we sat down with her, a surprise appearance of uh, Grace. And we talked to uh, Christy about a lot of things, including her dog, Biddy. And we currently have a contest going on on the Discord server to see who can voice Biddy, the dog, uh, Christy's dog. And we'll play some of those on the Knapsack Files soon. Uh, trust me, that's what, what we're going to do. Uh, so uh, as the music goes out, we're not done quite. Music, band, you're going to have to kick back up. We're not quite done. Uh, you heard in the, in the commercial break, but I also want to highlight uh, Box Score Heroes if you're a baseball fan. Now, look, if you're not a baseball fan, but, uh, you know, I don't know, you like my silly voice. You, you don't have to listen to Box Score Heroes, all right? I, 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 am, I, I understand this is a narrow, this is a narrow focused show. But I'm excited to finally launch Box Score Heroes. Baseball's been a lifelong passion of mine. To finally talk about it in podcast form seems like a no-brainer, but just there was a, a lot of years where I just wasn't following baseball as close as I used to, and I felt weird about that. I felt guilty about that, uh, but uh, you know, I'm back uh, and, and celebrating the sport it's similar to the ways I celebrate Star Wars or Game of Thrones, World of Ice and Fire. And uh, if you want to join the journey, go find Box Score Heroes. You can follow me at Catnapsock. Uh, click that charity spotlight tab. A lot of cool things on there to focus on, including Magic Wheelchair, a, a great organization that uh, makes uh, wheelchairs uh, magic. The name, the name says it all. Go click uh, on uh, that link for more information. We're also highlighting many other charities, including Maddie's Pride Project, from uh, my cousin and her daughter out in Las Vegas, and, and click on that. Uh, get yourself a, a theme park, uh, a theme park ear set, handmade, three D printed, uh, and uh, ten dollars of every purchase goes directly to the Trevor Project. So those links are all in the charity spotlight tab. They're there all the time, and we're trying to highlight them more and more here on the Napsack Files and Four Center. Some of the other shows I do. All right, I think that's it. I think we're out of here. I'm trying to think if there's any business, any business left on the table. I don't think there is, other than, really, uh, I hope you enjoyed this interview today. I, I did because I love just promoting the work of the people I know who are putting a great effort into things and, and, and not doing it for uh, glory. Uh, that's always a byproduct, you know. We all would love some glory in our lives, but they're doing it because they love it. They're doing it because it's what they want to do. And I really think even though it's a story, it's an interview about a short film or we talk to, you know, Will Wanger's making a podcast or, or any other people I've run on the show, uh, David Moore in his film Solidarity, uh, all, all those things. I think even if it's just uh, a, a creative project, right, which, which can seem to be a narrow focus in its own, I think there's lessons to be learned from all those conversations, listening to these people put themselves into their passions, putting their hearts into it. And that can apply to you, it can apply to your job, your career, your life, your family, your friends, your relationships. And it can just apply to you and your daily walk through this world. So I hope you enjoy those interviews. Uh, they're inspiring in their own ways all the time. To me, I hope, uh, I hope a little bit of that finds you as well. So, all right. Now you can start playing band. Now you can get going because the show is actually wrapping up. We'll see you next time here on the Knapsack Files. <laughs>